absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to episode 32, the Blair Thomas episode of Leave the Pin In. And if you don't know that reference, my man Scott can school you on it. Scott, what's the good word? Well, Blair Thomas is one of a long line of Penn State running backs who, while extremely successful in college football, uh, really don't play that well once they get to the NFL. Um, not only don't they play well, Scott, but they also stay perpetually injured. Uh, also correct, yeah. All right. Um, hey, let's get right into it. Rory McIlroy is $15 million richer right now. Actually, that's a lie. Rory McIlroy made about $25 million this year. Scott, that's not only insane, but I think that puts him in line to be paid fairly with other top-tier athletes in other sports. Uh, give me your thoughts on this. Uh, do I have a problem with him making that much money? Absolutely not. Hell no. Because unlike... Uh, the highest paid athletes in other sports, he has to earn that money every year. It's not that he's signing like a, you know, a 10 year deal and he's loading up on 25 million bucks a year and he can just go out and kind of like middle around. Yeah. And let me, let me, let me interrupt you real quick too. You know what the other thing is, Scott, this man brings viewers like Rory is one of the top five guys that brings non golfers to golf. That's true, because I have a, a neighbor who will text me when he's watching golf. And those texts come across um, major championship weeks, uh, weeks when Tiger Woods is playing well, and uh, weeks when Rory's playing well. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much the case, yeah. So I would say, other than major championships and Sundays when Tiger or Rory are at the top of the leaderboard, those are the only times I really hear from him about golf. Right. Um, I'm with you. I have zero problems with it. I feel like the FedEx Cup money is just a pot at the end of the rainbow for the players that are kind of underpaid. And they basically say, hey, look, you make X amount of money during the year, but we feel like you're worth more. So get to the top 30 and we'll pay you like it. Yeah. And all those guys got really solid paydays. I think last place got 400 grand. Correct. Uh, So... And I think, well, DJ was tied with someone for last. I think it was uh, Lucas Glover. So obviously it wouldn't have been as much. But, I mean, still, the, if you are out there and you are performing, there's a decent payday at the end of the, the rainbow for you, as it were. Uh, so One of my favorite well, memories from the Tour Championship was DJ on the last day when he was whatever, plus four, plus five over. Knew he was going to finish in dead last. You know, knew he's making close to half a million for doing nothing and just like sauntering around the course like, eh, whatever. Caddy was trying to give him numbers. He's like, yeah, it's cool, bro. Got it. No worries. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way he is most of the time anyway. It's very true. But add in the fact that it's something that he knows he's not going to win and it's not like he needs more money. Or you're not that he needs, not, not that the money's not nice, but it's not like it's something he needs. Like, Dustin Johnson is still going to be able to feed Paulina Gretzky and his family uh, on what he made, even if he made nothing this week. Right. So, at that point, go out and have fun. You know, play some golf with your brother. Let me give you a little analogy when people think that 
15 million. That's insane. Like that's completely overpaid. I can't believe they made made it 5 million more than last year. Let me give you a, a num- some numbers, Scott, with basketball players, okay? And you tell me if these people bring people to the seats like Rory does. In 2014, OJ Mayo made 8 million dollars from the Milwaukee Bucks. OJ Mayo's still in the NBA. Not anymore, but in 2014 he made 8 million. Oh. Okay? okay. Let me let me tell you this. This is a man who made 8.3 million last year. Okay? Big time NBA player puts butts in the seats. Omar Asik. That who's that? Exactly. Rodney Stuckey, 8.5 million. Gerald Wallace, 10 million. And Tyreek Evans from the Pelicans, 11.8 million. These are other professional athletes that bring nothing to the table, and they're paid like that. And if you're going to sit and try to tell me that Rory or Brooks or uh, Xander doesn't deserve that top-tier money, you're insane. End of question. End of questioning. Close case. Yep, I totally agree with you. You know, the, the one that's most egregious to me uh, is Bobby Bonilla still gets $1.2 million from the Mets every year. It's Bobby Bonilla Day. That's a national Bobby- holiday in New York. Now, just for uh, giggles, where would Bobby Bonilla fall on the PGA Tour money list making $1.2 million? Easily top 150. Uh, how about top? Yeah, how about top 90? Unreal. Yeah, it's it's not. So he would let's say it's it it actually is 1.19 million. Uh, so that would put him between uh, Bud Cauley and Scott Stallings, uh, who are 97 and 98 respectively on the the PGA Tour money list. Yeah, it's just insane. Just so insane. Keep it, Bobby Benita is keeping his card. <laughs> so that, that's pretty sweet. All right, so here's, here's the, the question that we put out on Instagram last night and just got a ton of uh, travel out of this simple question, and everyone wanted to wait in. Some people funnier than others. I'm going to read some of these answers because <laughs> uh, they crack me up. But I, we put down who had the better season. Was it Rory? Was it Brooks? Now, if you go to old school, where majors are the only thing that counts, then obviously Brooks has the better season. If you go monetary income made throughout the year and tournaments won, well, it's hard to argue against Rory, who has the Players' Championship, a national open in Canada, no less, um, and the Tour Championship. So, I'm going to ask you first, Scott, and then I'm going to weigh in on, on this debate, and then I'll get into some of our viewers' <laughs> answers. And some of them honestly had me laughing out loud. So you are PGA Tour Commissioner, Scott, and I say to you, who's getting player of the year? Who had the better season, Scott? Um, who had the better season? Uh, my heart says Rory did. So it's one of those, like, what do you feel? In I feel like Rory had a better season. If you examine it statistically, because, again, a lot of times majors are the only thing that matters, I guess you could say Brooks Kepka had a better year. 
Um, but this, I think, is one of those, like, it's a razor-thin margin, and my heart says Rory did. Remember last week, I said I was getting so pissed off at all the people that said, well, Rory didn't have a good season. All those top tens, he should have won. That Sunday at Kapalua, he threw it away. That Sunday in Memphis, he threw it away. Why do we consistently see him, quote-unquote, throwing it away? Because he's always there. Yeah, exactly. And I, and, I, and I looked at it, and I, you know, Kepka had a much better season outside the majors than I thought he did. Uh, when I looked at it, and all right, well, I listen, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna it, stop you. Let me, let me, let me, was still, go ahead. Let, let me just stop you right there. Outside the majors, right? Okay, and I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Well, what was his finishes in the majors? Top four, oh. top four, second and one. That's nuts. Yeah, incredible. So, so even if you don't go outside the majors and you just pick those four tournaments a year, you look and you say, oh, oh my God, Brooks did what Brooks does always. Right. But my other thing is uh, two of those, uh, I almost feel like he probably gave away at least one of the two seconds. Like he, those are tournaments that he could have or should have won, mm-hmm. but but maybe choked a little bit under some pressure. Yeah, I, I look, I can't say I disagree with you. I think this is the hardest question of the year. It, it, like I said, it's a razor-thin margin. So, it it could, could go to either one of them. Okay, so now let me ask you this personally. What do you put more preference on what holds more weight in your world when evaluating a season is it overall top finishes and consistency which look two weeks ago tiger said consistency's out the window anymore consistency's bs these guys know they only need to have two good weeks you know and they're golden for five ten years so do you count consistency like mcelroy had with a win sprinkled in here and there or do you look at the big picture when the entire golf world is focused on a specific tournament and how that person does in said tournament? So I, and I do agree with Tiger that consistency is out the window. However, I still think that someone, even though consistency is out the window, someone who's still consistent, that's a mark of a guy who is an incredible player because they're not just playing for that moment. They're playing for every moment. I want to run down Rory's regular season stats for you, okay? Mm-hmm. This is not FedEx Cup money because FedEx Cup money doesn't count towards official money, which that's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, yeah. Rory played 19 events, made 17 cuts, 14 top 10s, three wins, that's throughout 68 rounds, and made $7.8 million. Correct. Okay? Yep. So you look at that and you say, good Lord, that's insane. Now let's cut over to Brooks's season. Brooks plays in 21 events. Okay, so he plays four more. He made 20 cuts. He missed one cut, Scott. Yeah, I know. Nine top tens, three wins... 
million dollars. Now in the majors, okay, we know we finished top ten in every single major, has the win, made four to four cuts, and McElroy, the only blemish on that major record for him this season was his home course at Portrush, where he blows up, hits the ball OB. I mean, yep. fights back a little bit on Friday, but I mean, in in what most people would consider his biggest tournament where the most eyes are on him, he faltered. Um, I don't have a clear-cut winner. I'm going to literally be Switzerland here. I'm going to plead the fizif. Um, I have nothing to give on this. If I could, I'd split the trophy in half or give them each one. It's, I don't, mm. I can't, can you remember a season like this? where we get to this point, we get to the Tour Championship, and you cannot definitively say who had the better season? Uh, no. No, not in the, you know, the, the FedEx Cup era. Right, right. Which, which you think the FedEx Cup era would have made it even easier. Yeah, I know, but it, it really doesn't because there are all those years where guys like Camilo Villegas got hot, by the way, right after we talked to him. Yep. Um, and, you know, or, you know, BJ Singh dominated. Uh, you know, who, who knows? But, yeah, I, I would say this is probably the closest it's been since. Here are my favorite answers from our Instagram poll. Uh, can, I, can I just add one more thing to this of, conversation? Of course you can. So here, here's my question, and it's very simple. Three words. Tiger or Jack? You want me to give the answer that everyone knows I'm going to give. It's Tiger. Right, but Jack's got more majors. Okay. Right, and you and I can go back and forth all day with this, and we, we do, and I know that, but, and I know we're even on the same page, but we still go back and forth all day. But here's the deal. Exactly. Here's the deal. Tiger played and won in the persimmon wound ball era. Tiger played and won in the solid core Pro V1 era. Tiger played and won in, you know, let's let's call it the, the juiced ball home run era that we're in now. He has won in every single form. You know how you always see those things on Facebook, Scott, and they're like, oh, late 30s, early 40-year-olds are the last generation to know not growing up with a cell phone, the advent of a cell phone. You know what I mean? All those technological changes. Yep. That occurred in golf as well. There are so many people in golf nowadays that only know 460cc drivers, Pro V1, solid core balls, um, you know, square groove wedges, things like that. They don't remember playing a ballada and, and not even being a great player and ripping the ball off the green. Or, or swinging a, a 240cc head driver and, and having you know a smooth tempo was always a better swing with those clubs, like how you and I grew up. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, like my son has a junior set of clubs still, right? We'll move to a full adult set next year. He has, aside from finding old clubs at the driving range, has no idea how that game was played. Right, and it's a completely different game. Right, and never will. Um, you know, and Tiger is a guy that went through basically three iterations of golf. 
and it, and is and is still to this day kind of metamorphosizing into what he needs to be that cagey wily veteran that can still win. True. Plus Very I'm going to plus I'm going to tell you this and you know and and I think the people are starting to get to know out there and people we've met how many golf tournaments we have been to and and I can't even imagine to count the number of pro rounds that we've watched and I have been lucky enough to see Tiger on many occasions from practice rounds to Sunday final rounds, regular PGA Tour events all the way to majors and there's nobody that I have seen hit a golf ball like he was able to do in that early 2000 era. It was, Correct. it was, it was different. The sound was different. The, the, the flight was different. It was just, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I saw it hundreds of times. I never took it for granted. And, and I can still picture certain rounds and certain swings that I saw up close next to him by the ropes where, you know, I mean, I'll never forget the way some of those things sounded. Absolutely. So and that's, go ahead. I was just going to say a long-winded answer, Tiger. Mm-hmm. No, that's, <laughs> that's fine, and that's the thing. I don't think anyone's ever struck a golf ball better than Tiger Woods. You know, and that's, in my opinion, he's, he's the greatest of all time, even though if you, you know, analyze it statistically, you know, technically Jack, you know, is the, the bigger champion. Right. And that's, that's kind of how I feel about Rory and, and Brooks right now. I think Rory's a better player. I think Brooks takes advantage of big moments. I think, I think, that's, a, I think that's a great um, definitive end point to this. That's a good yeah, way to put it. You. Put a cherry on top. Uh, lighter note, here are my favorite answers to our Instagram poll. Mm-hmm. At Leave the Pin. Um, Roars or Brooksy? Better year. Brooks, no offense to Rory, but his numerous top tens and wins kind of went a bit unnoticed. 100% true. We are not talking about all of his top tens and his top fives, for that matter, up until he wins the Tour Championship. Before that, it was all, hey, Rory can't finish. Now, it's, hey, man, look how good Rory played all year. Yeah, he won arguably the two biggest non-major tournaments. Right, but that's the thing. Like you can't have both. You can't you can't right. ri- you can't ride for Rory not being able to ever finish, and then ride for Rory uh, being a high place finisher each time. Right. You know, it just it just uh, it doesn't work that way. Um, all right, here are some other ones. This one is great. I said, who had the better season, Rory or Brooks? Brooksy would kick his ass. That doesn't even answer our question. Um, yeah. I love, I love the answer, but it doesn't answer the question. I like the the imaginary world where it turned into a boxing match. Right. Here's, here's another one. Bryson is smarter than both of them. Um, also probably true. Although uh, I bet uh, Rory is kind of sneaky smart. I think so as well. Uh, but not smart enough to do a podcast with us. He wants to do it with Carson Daly. Uh, so. Well, we're we're not going to pay him what they're paying him. No, no. Um, <laughs> and then you know, but it, 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 the thing is, honestly, we had uh, we had numerous replies, and it was a sixty forty split in favor of Brooks. 
and the only thing that people would come back with, and I'm not saying they're right or wrong, is the fact that who had the major? You know what? And that's that's fine. The leave the pin in nation uh, values majors, and they're gonna go with with Brooks. Right. I, I, I I'm not gonna call them wrong because again, uh, just because I feel like Rory had a better year, uh, I still could see the argument for, for Kepka. Did you see the six fans injured on Saturday with a lightning strike? So that was crazy because I was not watching on Saturday. Um, we went to the, uh, the local fair, and I got home, and I wanted to see what was going on, and all I see is an image of like a lightning strike, and I was like, huh. Well, it happened, and then it, and then I saw it. I was like, "Whoa, that's nuts!" And the fact that only six people were hurt, and the fact that they were not like life-threatening injuries, is amazing when you look at that picture. It's Mother Nature. It's unpredictable, so it's hard to say anyone's at fault. You and I have been in some very precarious situations on the golf course in some very very dicey weather. Uh, so much so that nowadays, if lightning's even in the area and I am on a course, like, I'm out. You know, oh, I, I, uh, yeah. I, I value my life too much, and I've seen it up close and firsthand. Um, I do want to talk about the one time that you and I played, what was the name of that course? You'll remember, I won't, Meadow something? Crab- Sunken Meadow. Sunken Meadow State Park. Um, a golf course out on Long Island in Suffolk, Correct. Yep. Okay, and, you know, one that you had to make a tee time for semi-well in advance, and Scott and I had an early tee time, and by the looks of it, the rain wasn't supposed to hit till later on. We figured we'd get through. So we get there, and it's looking pretty dicey when we get there. Well, long story short, we get out, and what did we get, three holes in, four holes in? Yeah, it wasn't very much, so yeah, somewhere in that range. It literally turned into a hurricane situation. We hunkered down in a grove of trees. There was lightning literally striking the course and probably hunkered down there for a good 25, 30 minutes. And by the time it subdued, let's say, quote unquote, still raining heavily, but no lightning or thunder, we tried to continue to play. We got, if I remember the story correctly, it was a very long time ago, I believe we got to the seventh hole a hole where swinging my King Cobra TI titanium driver, it completely flew out of my hands because it was so wet. The club went further than the ball, and the ranger came up and said, oh, I've been looking for you guys. If I would have caught you before you teed off of hole number seven, I could have given you a whole entire refund and you know for the rain. Right. Yep, but, that happened. But he didn't. He got us when we were kind of in the quote-unquote fairway of number seven, although I was picking up my club out of a tree. Um, and then we, we continued to play, Scott. We're troopers. Well, well we, were, we were broke college students uh, who loved golf, and at that point, what difference did it make? We were already out there. Might as well just make the best of it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's golf, isn't it? Just make the best of it. Yeah. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, we brought that club back to New York Golf Center in Hicksville, um, and 
we went down there and we asked the person and he's like, I've seen that happen to every club. Cobra, Callaway, TaylorMade. And he like went through like all the like manufacturers. If I remember correctly as well, and I believe you were there for that, the one time, maybe one time only, my dad ever joined me at the driving range at Kaniac Park to hit golf balls, he promptly broke that driver. Yes, that did happen. And then I had to get it reshafted with a steel shaft for a graphite driver. Yes. Ah, the old days. That is right. That has steel shaft for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, I, I still have mine. So Do you really? The same driver. I still have mine. It's in the basement. That's crazy. It, uh, well, the thing is, it's like if I go trade in, I'll get three bucks for it. So it's kind of more fun to just keep around. It is definitely a relic of uh, of times that most people nowadays do not recall. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, that was probably like the first generation of titanium drivers. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, Scott, you see DJ? Uh, okay, DJ put the picture of Brooks and the body issue up at the Tour Championship. You know, that's all well and good and stuff. Um, for the people that don't know out there, I, you know, I'm a big fitness guy. It's kind of what I do for a living. Um, you know that obviously. And I, and I want to get your opinion as someone that's not as deeply involved in the fitness industry as I am. Um, we know that Brooks cut a ton of weight, went on, you know, meal planning, uh, a diet, quote unquote, if you will, was doing a ton of cardio, had some really poor placements in a bunch of tournaments because he was losing weight for the body issue. What were your thoughts when you saw that picture? I mean, he's obviously in good shape, but the, I feel like the, you know, Brooks is like completely jacked, um, you know, myth, uh, I think has been exposed now. Thrown out the window. Again, Again, he's in good shape, but he's not, like, cut up or anything. Like, he's a, a guy who looks like he's in good shape, who works out, keeps himself, you know, relatively, you know, thin. He's obviously strong, but it's not like he's, like, crazy jacked. I feel... And probably wouldn't be, it probably wouldn't be good for him if he was. Yeah, I, you know, golfers that are jacked, Camilo Vajegas... Um, Completely. Uh, uh, Scott Piercy. Um, uh, I mean, Tiger t- to an extent. Tiger to an extent, right? Um, I feel like you always hear Brooks is the size of a linebacker. Uh, okay, put him up next to an actual linebacker, and Brooks is an average size male. Brooks is big for a golfer, but I feel like him in that fitness issue, maybe that just wasn't the best picture. Maybe there's other pictures that are going to look better. I feel like it's set golfers or athletes back 10 years. Like, Scott, I was expecting this ripped, tanned individual. Like, they didn't even mm. tan him. He still had his golfer's tan. Right. Well, I think they do try and keep it, like, pretty true to, like, what they actually look like. Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, when they did, like, Gary Player and they did Greg Norman, I mean, I guess they're both retired so they're not really actively playing, so they have those tans. But 
I just, as a as a fitness guy, as an enormous Brooks fan, I was I was let down. And you know, and here's me talking about another male's physique that I'm let down by it. But I just expected so much more. Right. Well, if I remember, and it's been a while since I've seen it, I'm, I, I don't know that I want to look at it again. But Greg Norman was pretty jacked. Greg Norman was ripped. But I have a feeling that, you know, here's, here's the one myth in the fitness industry, which people don't get. They look at a magazine, and they see said individual. And they say, good Lord, look how that person looks. They don't look like that 365 days a year. They are not walking not- around in that condition. Like if no, you see, right. yeah, if you see a bodybuilder on stage or a fitness model, they look for that. They look like that for two to three days. It's impossible to keep up that conditioning. I mean, literally, physically impossible. Your brain would not get enough carbohydrates. Uh, your motor neurons would just not function properly. You know, most so of the, they're they're peaking for it. Like exactly, like, when you wrestled, Ex- like you would cut you would cut weight before to try. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, exactly. So. Seeing Brooks in that condition, knowing that like that's his peak, that's what got me down. That's what got me like, oh, that's what he spent three months for? Why even bother? Hmm. I don't know. That yeah. I think that's just me nitpicking and being a fitness guy. That's that's all I think it is. I, again, I understand it because it, it's it it does definitely dispel the myth that he's you know this huge jack monster is and that he's he's linebacker size yeah well that's i mean just look at him next to any other pro athlete and you'll see that um we we are obviously not that active on twitter i mean you know at leave the pin on instagram is our main medium of social media source of information for everyone out there uh you know the, the twitter is kind of an ancillary thing but Phil Mickelson, Scott, is literally having a career renaissance, and it's not on the golf course. I feel so, like I feel like but, Phil might be Peyton Manning. Uh, okay. Okay. I I think first of all, Phil, obviously, you know, very good at marketing and marketing himself. Oh, he's a suave guy. Some might say he's uh, good at insider trading too. Uh, I bet that he is. I wouldn't um, know anything about that. Nah, me neither. Uh, so my guess is he he has a team of people around him, obviously, that are there with one goal and one goal only, and that's to make Phil Mickelson as much money as they possibly can. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. So, obviously, with social media being a, a huge thing in the world today, and obviously with Phil probably reaching the end of his, I'm not going to say he's not going to make any more money from golf, but he's definitely not going to make as much money as he had been making, you know, in years prior. You know, he's, a, he's approaching, you know, those sort of years where it's going to start to get lean. Uh, maybe it's, okay, well, how can we continue to keep Phil marketable and draw a page from, like, the Arnold Palmer playbook? And now it's not just Phil Mickelson, the golfer. It's also Phil Mickelson, the, you know, in his case, hysterical, 
you know, tweeter. Does Phil play the senior tour, Scott? Does he show up to senior majors? No, 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 no. I know, I know uh, he's not. I know he's not. Uh, but I'm saying, uh, is is Phil the type of guy to to go out on the senior tour? Uh, I think he'll probably play like the senior open. So you think maybe the, the US, big, you know, the, 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 the US majors, senior open? Yeah. You, uh, I don't even know that he'll play all the majors. Okay. All right. So listen. <laughs> so here's here's a scenario that I see coming true. Phil plays and wins a U.S. Senior Open and then literally goes on either TV or social media the next day proclaiming that he has the career Grand Slam? Uh, 100% chance of that happening. I, I love it. I love it. All right, let me, let me ask you this. I and, mean, and, the, and it will be, I finally won a U.S. Open. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are both big Phil fans, um, you know, followed him since Arizona State. Um, does Phil ever win another PGA Tour sanctioned event? Full field PGA Tour sanctioned event again? I mean, it's hard to say no because he won this year. <sighs> but just with the relative shape that his game's in now, do you think it happens? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he wins one more. Okay, see, I'm going to say no, and here's why I'm going to say no. Phil is is not apt to play um, those opposite field events or small field events, you know, small market events, which I think he would have a better chance at winning. Phil's a big game hunter. Mm-hmm. So Phil's going to show up to the WGCs as long as he's got the status in it. Phil's going to show up to the majors as long as he's got the exemptions into it. And then he's going to show up to Muirfield and, you know, uh, Bay Hill and all those those places. So all the places that he's going to continue to play at is where every other best player in the world is going to play at. And I feel like, you know, look, like I hate Father Time. You know what I mean? Like I try to fight Father Mm -hmm. Time off every single damn day. But I feel like as far as top-tier competitive golf goes, Father Time is, is racing ahead of Phil right now. Uh, it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, again, like I, you know, I said before, he's reaching the end of his peak golf earnings. And, you know, obviously he's Phil Mickelson, so, you know, that's, He's still going to remain part of, you know, golf. He's not going to just go away. There's too much money to be had. Oh, yeah. Um, But I I, I do kind of feel like he maybe has one more in him. Okay. Uh, You know, and again, it's, you know, if he didn't win another one, uh, would I be surprised? Absolutely not. If, you know, he won another major, would I be surprised? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, uh, you know, hey, you know it would be amazing? Phil wins the Masters next year. You know it would be amazing? Phil wins the U.S. Open next year at Wingfoot. Which we're going to be at all week. Yeah. Doing media. Yeah. That that might be just, we might just have to call our careers and end right there. That would be, yeah, I think that would actually be at the time to end it. (laughs) Uh, It's been a good run. It ain't gonna get any better than that. Let's no, kill it. no. We got a we got a we got a Tiger Masters and a Phil U.S. Open. 
<laughs> yeah, like the leave the the leave the pin in karma has done good by us. Okay, we're out. <laughs> yeah, like beyond that, it's a jump in the shark moment. Like like Warren Sapp said at his press conference, everyone showed up. He sat down, put the mic to his face, and goes, "I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I just gonna say? Uh, completely forget. Yeah, the 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 U.S. Open next year, Wingfoot would kind of would be the the full circle thing for Phil. And I'm sure that's kind of one that he has circled on the calendar as a, all right, if I could peak for this week, uh, there's a chance. And then he could, then he could have a little bit of redemption. Yeah. It would be fantastic. At that point, I think he, he just walks away too. You know, I, 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 I think that's it for competitive golf for him. We don't have, we don't have that good, top tier pro golfer walking off into the sunset thing because they always they always come back you know I mean it's just it's such a a long career but yeah how amazing would that be if at his press conference while holding the U.S. Open trophy and the medal around his neck with with Amy next to him and the kids you know and he gets up there and he says something along the lines of hey it's been a great run like you've loved me and I've loved you through all the highs and lows, but it can't get any better than this. I just want to announce my end to competitive golf. Yep, absolutely. You know? And, the, and, and again, I think the only place that would happen would be Wingfoot. Yeah. Or, I've, I've or, exis- or maybe if you throw like a side of Pinehurst in there, okay. you know, maybe that. Oh, yeah, but. yeah. You know, I've I've exercised the demons. You know, I've I've come through this this whatever thirty year career uh, that had its up and downs. I've 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 been dirty, but I've been cleansed. You know, by the golf gods at at winged foot, mm. and I'm out. <laughs> oh, and and just you know, because you can't write this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, to end the movie around the Payne Stewart statue. Oh well, that uh, yeah. I mean, that would be. Uh, and then walks away, and that's it. That's very that's symbolic. Anyone that's, a, that's anyone ever sees a film that's been on the golf course. Oh, I mean that. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, there you go. There's your uh, there's your next yeah. Bagger Vance. Yep. There we go. I, and again, you can't write this stuff if you you try. No. All right. I want to let's let's switch gears. I want to finish the pod today with this, which we'll probably talk about for a bit. Uh, you and I both play golf in the Northeast, you know, the majority of our golf, let's say, and we've been dealing with this forever. At this time of year, we get into aeration season. And for people in other areas of the country that don't know, I mean, obviously the Northeast aerates in the beginning of the season and quote unquote the end, which is about Labor Day. You know, uh, all the tourists leave. And the locals in most areas are left with their golf courses back again. And depending on what the weather is, and normally it is dry about this time of year in the Northeast, you get greens that are punched for a good month or so. Um, You and I talked at length last week about how we feel golf courses should have dynamic pricing, not only for times, but also for conditions. Now, some places do an aeration special where it's a little bit cheaper, right? But mm-hmm. I think courses should go a step further and do weather-based or climatic-based 
dynamic pricing where, okay, it's raining today, right? But it's not awful enough where you can't play. So you know what? Let's slash prices. $70 course, 25 bucks. Come on out. You can't ride in the fairways, cart path only, but we'll let you play for 25 bucks if you want to play in the rain. Or we just aerated the course. Um, the first week, prices are going to be 75% off. The second week, 50% off. Third week, 25 And then by the fourth week, the greens are basically good again. We'll be full price. What do you think, Scotto? Are we on to something? I, I, well, I think we are. So I, I was supposed to play today. Uh, I drove up to the golf course, went into the pro shop, and as I was driving the course, I saw the, you know, one of the greens being aerated. So I was like, oh, all right, well, let's see what they're doing. So I walked in. I asked the guy behind the, the counter. The guy's aerating. Ah, yeah, they just they just did it. Okay. I got. Okay, so go out. Oh, absolutely. This is sixty-five bucks. Now, that place, the regular price is sixty-five bucks. No, like little cutbacks because the greens are punched. None of that nonsense. So I, I was like, you know what? I I'm not gonna play. You know, basically half a round of golf, even though I'm playing eighteen holes because I can't putt. For $65, I'm out. And I just walked away. I walked away. It's insane and incredulous that these people think that giving you half of a golf course, because let's be honest, putting is is half the game, basically. Um, Giving you half a golf course is worth 100% of the price. It just, the audacity of it drives me insane. Now, there is a difference between small-time aeration and actual core aeration and up here in the northeast with these bent grass greens that get super soft the core aeration is what they do well that takes a while to grow back now down in the south they aerate at much completely different times which i was not not that i wasn't aware of but i'd never experienced really until the last two years so mm-hmm. i played a lot of my summer golf on aerated greens well my course that i'm on does big core Tine aerations, and then the course that we're members at does the small aeration. Well, the small aeration was was fixed, you know, within a week and a half, like eight nine days. Uh, it was fantastic, but even then, the grass is so different. It's this, it's this Tiff Eagle Bermuda, where even mm. with the aeration, like you can still have a I don't want to say a semi solid roll. But it doesn't play Plinko, you know, on the greens like right. it does here in the Northeast. You know, yep. in the Northeast, if you, if you live anywhere, I would say, above Maryland, you understand that late summer you play automatic two-putt rules. It's like winter rules or fall rules in golf. You hit the fairway, you can't find it because of leaves, you don't take a stroke. You know what I mean? Same thing. You get two, an automatic two-putt, but you try to make the first one. And, and look, that's all well and good, and I guess great for your score if you're reporting it on your handicap, which you probably shouldn't, but it's not worth full price. Nah, not at all. And I get, I mean, some of it I get because this particular course, their, their club championship ended, yes, not yesterday, on Sunday. So, you know, the, court, you know, the club championship ended, so no problem. It's air eight. You know, we're not going to affect, you know, a major, you know, competition. And that's that's fine. I totally get it. it. Needs to get done. Just hook me up a little discount. That's all I'm asking. I would have gone and played, and if he would have said, you know, 
It's usually 65, but I get out there for 40 today. Uh, you know what? That that would have got me the sex. Uh, I completely understand. I'm sorry. I was reading something. I'm outside, and a little birdie told me this, and this is breaking news as we're recording. Um, Tiger underwent knee surgery on his left knee. Uh, I saw that somewhere, and I thought I was just looking at like one of those like websites that had like a link to an old article. Um, and so that that legitimately was posted today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was oh. like, you know, it, probably half an hour or so, but I just saw it now because mm. we were recording. Um, so we had the surgeries, walking now, says he hopes to resume practice in the next few weeks. Says looks forward to traveling and playing in Japan in October because, look, he's got to get that Japanese yen money that he's going to mm-hmm. be getting at that uh, Skins game. Uh, got the surgery done at a Park City, Utah. And Dr. Cooley said that he goes, I expect Tiger to make a full recovery. We did what was needed and also examined the entire knee. There were no additional problems. If my count is correct, Scott, um, and I would like to say I'm a Tiger super fan, that's his fifth knee surgery. Your count is, your count is 100% correct because that is what I had in my head. And I would think between the two of us, if we have the same number, we're probably right. Four surgeries on his back. Five on his left knee. He's, you know, he's obviously expected to play his event in December. Um, The Zozo Championship, which begins October 24th, the one in Japan, which they're preparing, the Skins game that they're talking about, the match, quote-unquote, on on pay-per-view or wherever, Bleacher Report Live again. Um... There's probably a lot of people that are kind of anxiously awaiting news on how he actually is doing now. Uh, yeah, because, again, that's... And as, as much as we talk about Rory and Brooks and Phil, uh, ultimately, it, it's all about Tiger. Yeah, I mean, the PGA Tour is the Tiger show. Um, gosh, I just... You know, I never want to even think of a post-Tiger world, but when you see things like this, it makes you realize that we're really not that far away from it. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there really quick. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it, it's, it's the same thing with Phil. I mean, for you and I, you know, when we think about our golf fandom, those two have, you know, injuries aside, uh, always been there. For and sure. There's going to be a day where it, it, they're not. Yeah, so. it's. It, I tell you what, man. It's it. That's something that is. You know, it's sad to think about when you have been following these people for just years. Yeah, I mean, not even years. I mean, hell, let's be honest, decades. Right, and you know, let, let's. You know, let's think about it. Uh, you know, Phil's obviously, I think, eligible for the senior tour next year. Tyler will be 44 this year. Yeah, three years older in December. than us. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, they're, they're both getting there. I mean, they're not, you know, hitting ceremonial tee shots yet, but they're, they're closer to that than they are their first Masters. Yep. That, yeah, that's the truth. That is the truth. 
And again, it seems crazy to say that because Tiger won this year. <laughs> <laughs> I know, still... I know. It's a uh, it's such a crazy dichotomy. You think they're they're done, and you're like, well, weren't you just saying four months ago that you know he could have run the tables and and won every major? Right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. like are they? I mean, I guess Tiger, you know, because he won the Masters. You know, still a guy who you want to list as contender as a contender. Same deal with Phil. Is he a guy you want to list every major? Uh, I don't know. I think we're getting to the point where they're part of the sideshow now. Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, look, for the fans out there, man, this sounds sappy and sentimental, but just be thankful for the times you get to see them tee it up now because you're literally watching living legends. Oh, totally. Totally. And, and I don't know that it'll ever happen, but if you think about it, you know, once, once Jack and Gary Player are done, you know, then I'm going to go ceremonial tee shot story. So then it'll be probably be Tom Watson. Right. And then after him, you know, maybe they throw Faldo out there. Maybe Ben Crenshaw because he has, you know, the whole, like, Augusta history thing yeah. going for him. Um, but then after that generation, it's Tiger and Phil. Yeah. And the fact that those two would be, like, literally – just hitting a ceremonial shot, and it's probably going to happen, you know, quicker than we think. It is crazy to me. Hey, what do you in think? In my head, in my head, Tiger Woods is still like this twenty-one-year-old kid who, you know, just burst onto the scene, and still still like in the low am at the Masters because that's how I remember them. Right. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, just just think about yourself in your mind's eye. You think of yourself as a, a twenty-one-year-old still. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Um, how how big is the wager between Tiger and Phil on on the length of that first tee shot or hitting the fairway? Uh, well, <laughs> hundred grand, fifty um, k. Well, Phil's a you know obviously a, a huge huge betting man, and I think we know Tiger has a huge ego, uh, and if Phil throws out the you know million dollars I drive it past you. I don't think Tiger's ego allows him to say, nah, I'm good. I think Tiger's ego says, you know what? Let's make it two. I would love to see Phil after whoever the chairman of Augusta is at that time, whether it's Billy Payne or whoever. Um, I would love to see Phil look over to Tiger after their names are announced and go, hey, uh, furthest drive for a mill, and the whole gallery start cracking up and Tiger all laughing. And then Phil, and everything gets quiet, and Phil looks at him and goes, no, dead serious. And Tiger looks at him and he goes, you're on. <laughs> yep. Yep, absolutely. All right, enough of that sappy, sentimental stuff, which put me in a bad mood. Uh, Scott, yeah. we got anything else for the people, or, or no? Uh, I don't think we do, but we should probably talk about some sponsors. Okay, I think we should, but before that, Let's let the people know, Scott, that we have some merch coming in. Leave the Pin In has expanded into the merch field, and we've teased the pictures of them on Instagram at Leave the Pin, uh, but I just got shipping confirmation, and it looks like Leave the Pin, haha, pun intended, we've got pins uh, and stickers coming in. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I actually did throw an order in um, a little earlier this morning, too. Good so, Lord, we're rolling. So, yeah, we're going uh, to have stickers of plenty. 
we're gonna we're gonna have to look back maybe at our fiftieth episode, you know, of our humble beginnings and and what a crazy trip it's been. <laughs> it has been. We have a we have a guest. We have a special guest lined up for our fiftieth episode. Scott, no, uh, we, we're gonna we do. Yeah, she's uh, I mean, she's a near and dear friend. You know, you know who she is, and oh, uh, okay. she's an LPGA tour player. And I messaged her the other, we were talking the other night, and I said, "Hey, for the fiftieth episode, you're gonna come on the pod, right?" And she's like, "Hell no, you need a good golfer on the pod." <laughs> And I was like, no, I need a straight shooter that's funny as all hell on the pod. Yeah, what you should have done was, was said, you know, we need a really special guest for our, you know, our 50th episode. And we were hoping you would put us in touch with, with Michelle Wee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I might text her that. That's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're so on the same wavelength. Uh, yeah, so the merch is, <laughs> merch is coming in. Everything is is rolling. Uh, we'll definitely be sending some stickers out to you know some special friends of the pod. And um, I don't know. I I think Scott, I, I would love to find a way to fairly price the pins if we could sell them at a real, real, real small price point, and then use that money to to kind of get teas, you know, and and be able to send people teas and stuff like that. I think that would be neat. You know what? There's a way to do that. We'll talk about it off air. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a thought. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so here's the deal, people. You need to go follow Train on Main on Instagram. Uh, Dan and I have been playing some some pretty decent golf lately together. Um, also, follow our sponsor Mulligan's Golf on Instagram and online. Great gear. They just premiered a brand new T-shirt, which is coming out, kind of a stars and stripe homage to the American golfer. Uh, very, very cool stuff. And as always, check us out on Instagram at Leave the Pin. That is where we are most social and where we communicate with everyone the most. Scotto, what else we got? Uh, I think that's it. All right. Yeah, that that pretty much covers everything. Fantastic. All right, people, although, episode... Oh, go ahead. Every time we're done with this, I think there's like 20 things I would have talked about. Uh, after of course there is. We can, we can go that's for hours. The be- that's the beauty of the show. We'll save that for the Scotty Pippen episode. Beautiful. All right, people, either get busy golfing or get busy dying. All right, be good.